Hey guys, I'm Steph. And I'm Cass. And you are listening to Scary Stories to Tell on a Podcast. So today, um, I'm going to be telling Cass some scary stories and see if I can spook her. We'll see how she uh, how she reacts. Or we can come up with some kind of weird rationale as to why these creepy things happen. It is 4.30 in the afternoon, thankfully, so these are still up. Um, give it a go. <laughs> yeah, so it's not dark just yet, so we've got some time to like go watch something funny and not be scared to death to go to bed. That'll be good. All right, Cass. So what I did some research on was um, scary slash haunted games. So this is kind of like scary games that like we most of us have heard some of these like Bloody Mary or Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board, those kind of games. Um, obviously, the Ouija board, like all that I was stuff. Like, oh, is Steph getting into uh, horror video games, and I'm bringing her over to my side of things? But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that that tracks. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. So, um. I just want to start by saying, before I give you guys all these deets, all the instructions, all the creepy crap that can happen to you, I'm just going to start by saying that in no way, shape, or form am I tempting anyone listening to this podcast to go and try any of these. Because some of these are funny, but some of them are super creepy. And you know what? I'm just going to try to live as long as possible without some creepy, angry, ghost, demon thing stalking me for the rest of my life or any of you guys. So just don't try these at home, children. And to be honest, like life's kind of shitty enough anyway without all that creepy shit running around. So why, why make it any worse? Really? It's just not my jam. So I just like hearing other people tell me what happened to them. And you know what? I'm just going to believe them. But as for me, no chance. I'm not trying this. And I highly, highly recommend that you all take the same approach. I can't stop you. Live your life. But these are hard enough without some sinister, creepy thing lurking around in the shadows waiting to, I don't know, eat you or something. Okay. Now that I've given my debriefing and I cannot be held accountable for anyone trying some weird games, begin. All right. So I actually found like, there's like an insane amount of these. It's it's actually kind of terrifying and horrible. <laughs> and I, I don't know how so many of these came about. I don't know why so many people want to interact with demons. That's just, mm-mm, no, that I don't know, but they're fun to listen to and they creep, gave me the creeps. So I'm gonna start off with one that we all know very well. Well, I guess most of us should know pretty well. And that's Bloody Mary. All right, so the old favorite sleepover game of let's just scare the absolute shit out of each other until we get yelled at by our parents at 2 a.m. for waking them up. But what's better than a bunch of kids conjuring up a spirit in the mirror? Mm, Just about anything is better than that, honestly. (laughs) So I personally have never actually had the guts to be the kid in the bathroom locked and playing this game, but I've been there with other friends who have been brave enough to do it. So just in case anyone doesn't know this game, this is technically one that you can do on your own. It's just that often people don't do them on their own. So usually you've got like all your friends like who were too chicken to do it, like ears pressed against the door waiting to see what happens. But yes, technically you just do this one on your own. Okay. So you go and lock yourself into a dark bathroom with only a single candle burning. And then you stand in front of a mirror, stare into it, and chant Bloody Mary for a certain amount of times. Now when I was like researching, I came across a couple different things. So some people said three times, some people said 13, other people said 100. And the number just tends to vary situation to situation. But the most common one I've heard of and the one that I've seen done is chanting it three times in the mirror. Mm -hmm. After which, a variety of things happen to you, which sounds absolutely terrible. So some of the things that can actually happen 
is you'll actually start seeing this ghost of Mary in your in the mirror, after which she may either scratch you, kill you, or drag you into the mirror with her. And if none of that happens, and you don't see Mary, count your blessings and run the hell out of that bathroom as fast as you possibly can, just in case she decides to turn around. So the real question is though, who is Mary? Mary, hmm, who are you, Mary? Well, the way I was told at my, at my sleepover is that she is a very pissed off spirit of a woman named Mary who married a man who was a widower with two kids. But she hated these kids because she was jealous of his love for them. She killed them, so she killed them in the bathroom. And when her husband came home and found her in the bathroom with their corpses, he realized what she had done. So in a fit of rage, he killed her by smashing her head against the mirror. Wow. That's a totally made up story because I just made that up to scare the shit out of my little cousins. <laughs> but I will say that that is technically like what I've heard. I just kind of added the whole thing about smashing her head into the mirror because I just, I needed it to connect to the mirror. Yeah. And I knew that like my little cousins have been bullied by like all of us, all of us uh, older cousins forever. So they weren't just going to like believe, you know, any little thing. I had to creep, make them a little, make it a little more creep, creepy and scare them. So, but actually, usually the story that's told, it always starts off with a woman named Mary being someone who is jealous and who hates kids. And that's always part of it. And, and usually it's like killing them in the bathroom or something like that to kind of just tie all the pieces together. But usually they're pretty pretty much just made up. Just, you know, by an older sibling or me, like an older cousin. Any like that, anything like that. Just to kind of give a story to just add to the spookiness when you're in that bathroom by yourself in the dark, you know? And the, yeah, there's just like a bunch of variations of this. Um, it's just kids, you know, being funny and hearing what they t were told and it kind of being like a telephone game and not necessarily all the details stay the same, but there's always these main pieces. So actually, a couple of people actually did some, you know, deep dive research to figure out like, where did this come from? Like all the way from the beginning, where did it come from? So um, the truth is, is that when people looked into this, they realized that they're actually talking about Queen Mary the first, the only child of King Henry the eighth. So according to this website, which I'll list in my show notes so that you guys have all our like resources and everything, it stated, as the story goes, the famous, famously melancholy queen suffered from pseudosiasis or fan, quote-unquote phantom pre pregnancy and was never able to produce an heir for the crown. So she haunts the bathroom for eternity and waits for people to say her name in the dark. So, um, yeah, basically, and I kind of like, when I dug into this a little bit more, it's pretty much in agreement that it's Queen Mary the first. Um, and, you know, some other websites kind of had a little bit of extra in there, a little bit of like, um, you know, rumors and stuff that went around about Queen Mary the first and um, kind of how she was. But overall, I don't really know what is like true and what is just, you know, rumor, what is just speculation on the internet. But overall, she was just always described as very melancholy. So um, I thought the phantom pregnancy part was really sad, but um, yeah, she haunts the bathroom. She's waiting to take children. I... So anyone listening, I promise that I will not use this podcast as a vehicle for pushing any sort of uh, social, political, any sort of opinion or agenda. However, <laughs> I, so uh -oh. when, <laughs> so I, so, okay, doing research on so many different like scary stories and specifically like scary games and scary like folklore i feel like and especially like this is specific to bloody mary mm -hmm. i see this like bloody mary caricature of like this woman who 
either hated children or didn't want children is personified as this like evil person because she's a woman and how dare she not want kids or want to have kids or how Mm -hmm. dare she not be able to produce like this really sad case of um who was it queen mary the first yeah and so i'm like is it just this like demonization of women who who shun children or childbirth or are unable to reproduce that's such a dark take but i'm like i'm sitting here like that's such a bias like of course that's the legacy oh my gosh yeah i um actually had i made the same note i was just like oh here we go again you know the lady who either can't have kids or is going to take them from somebody else or, you know, or like the envious woman, you know, like that's just such a overplayed like generalization that like, if this is an evil demon, right? Like, but because they came from human form and it's a woman, it can't just be like some like evil, scary ass bitch. Like, no, it's, she's gotta be like, mean to kids and super envious and like I don't know just like all these qualities that like you see over and over and over again when they're female like um quote-unquote demons or like ghosts or whatever like they're always scorned and like crabby patties basically and it's just like okay uh, let's come up with a new story maybe that could scare the crap out of me it's always centered around like women's one sole purpose on this planet to reproduce Mm -hmm. that's all we're good for and if we can't do that or if we don't want to do that then we're demons and and we wind up in mirrors behind children and we drag people the who knows where (laughs) to the mirror world So the upside yeah, down. I um, I totally agree, Cass. I just wanted to stop uh, start off with Bloody Mary because I know that's one like a lot of people know, and uh, then I'll kind of get into like other ones that are a little bit different. But I definitely made that that note as well that the story that we all tell each other is that she hated kids and mm-hmm. she killed kids and then she was killed, right? But it's just so sad to hear the truth. Yeah, and the, the truth is. She couldn't have kids and literally her entire life she she was always, you know, referred to as melancholy. Like that's just that's actually really sad. That's not scary at all. But yeah, I thought it was important to put that part in there where it actually came from when people really like looked into it. Um, okay, but the next game that I have for you is I'm trying to decide. I think I wanna mix this up a little bit because I kinda wanna put in like a scary one, a funny one, a scary one. So the next one I'm going to talk about is the shoebox telephone. Okay, I haven't heard of this one. Yeah, this one was kind of weird. I was a little bit surprised when I um, looked into this one. And I just kept thinking in my head, who the hell would want to do that? So let me tell you how to do it. That you can never do it in your life. Okay, remember that. Never do it in your life. Okay. So this one basically sounds like what it is a shoebox telephone, right? So all you really need is two cans, a string, and a shoebox. And I think most of us, well, I'm not sure about, you know, any like way younger listeners, but out of your one kind of like in their 20s and up, knows the whole thing about like putting two cans and connecting them with a string or two cups or something and connecting them with a string, stretching it out, and kind of being able to like talk into one cup and the other listen by putting the cup to their ear. Works. So this is basically the I've same done thing. It. Have you done it? Yeah, I've done it before too. Yeah, and yeah. it kind of works, but it kind of just seems like you're. We were just not far enough to not be able to hear each other. So in my in my childhood home, we had a laundry chute that went from the top floor all the way down to the basement. And so my sister and I tested it out. And so she went down to the basement and I was up on the top floor. And we did the, I think, do we use cups? or I think we use cups and a string. And so there was no way we were going to be able to hear each other. And it actually worked like from like three stories separated. Yeah, it's it's really cool that it actually works. That's that's awesome. I actually wasn't sure if it actually worked because 
like I said, when I tried it, we just didn't have a long enough string. And it just kind of seemed like, am I hearing you or am I like hearing you, you know, not from this cup, but because you're in the same room as me. So anyway, you have your, your two cups or your two cans, a string and a shoebox. And um, essentially what you're going to do, set this up the exact same way that, you know, most of us know how to. You connect the two cups or cans using the string. You stretch it out you know, for a long distance. But the twist here is that after you've got that set up, you still get your shoebox, right? Okay, so what you're gonna do first is write a letter to someone who's passed away, the very specific question for them. And then after, if you, you know, if you connect your cups before or after, it doesn't really matter. Um, but you're gonna have one cup by you and the other cup you're going to put in the shoebox. And then you're gonna put that shoebox with your cup inside of it to a dark closet and then you'll just wait go to bed and wait for your quote-unquote call which you obviously go to though, bed you go to bed like you go to you have to go to sleep and like no just put the shoebox in your closet close your closet leave everything dark and leave the cup by you okay but and you're probably wondering, like, well, how am I going to get my call? How am I going to know when to put that cup to my ear, right? I will tell you how. Because that cup isn't going to start ringing. Apparently, the legend says that you're going to have a dream that your phone is ringing. And that's what's going to wake you up. Which is kind of, like, fucking terrifying. Ew. I think I would just like whimper under my blankets if I actually woke up because I had a dream my phone was ringing. I wouldn't go to sleep. Anyway, okay, but if you're not a wimp like me and you can actually like get yourself out of bed. There's a spooky sound upstairs. Oh no. Oh no, I'm sorry, Cass. I'm fine. Okay, just keep your your eyes and ears peeled. Okay, so if you actually have the cojones to get out of bed, you're going to go to your cup phone without turning on any lights, put the cup to your ear. At this point, you're supposed to hear your answer. Or you'll hear nothing. But either way, you're going to freaking probably shit your pants. (laughs) So... That's terrifying to me. I think the dream enough, like if I did this and I had a dream, my phone was ringing, I woke up, even if I heard nothing in that cup, I would be terrified. I don't know what I would do. Does it have to be somebody you know? Didn't say so. All it said was that it had to be um, a letter, you have to write a letter to someone who's passed away with a specific okay. question for them. Okay. So I guess if it wasn't somebody that you knew, you would just have to write them a question that you knew they could answer. Okay. So like, I don't know, if you wanted to write like a letter to George Washington, you'd have to ask him a question he would know. So yeah, that one, that is the shoebox telephone game. Okay, so my next one, I kind of found hilarious in like the creepiest way, but it's 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 funny. This one is called the cat scratch scary game. Oh, descriptive. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very, very creative we are. Okay, so this one kind of has a lame name but it's actually kind of creepy and apparently a lot of people swear that it works like they literally swear up and down that it works so if that's true okay hold on i i have a cat so oh no am i gonna be okay Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. This in this game in no way involves real cats or the harming of real cats. Um, just ghostly ones. Okay. So don't worry. This isn't going to pre- 
possess your sweet, sweet little kitty, but it's going to creep you out. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, again, remember, people swear, like, and up. People swear that this one works. Basically, all you really need is one friend with you. So you lie on your back and you rest your head on your friend's lap. Then your friend is going to recite one of two stories, both which involve a cat, while rubbing your temples. Super relaxing. I know. I know. That sounds wonderful. Just kidding. Personal space. No, really I'm not. I don't want to touch anybody. This is already bad. <laughs> yeah, fucks. <laughs> so, um, the stories are kind of long, so I didn't, like, jot them both down, but basically, they both just kind of involve really freaking weird lines in it that says, like, quote-unquote, there was an old lady who owned a cat. The cat was very nice. It meowed and purred. One day, the cat got hit by a car and died. Unquote. No. What? They're just creepy. They're just weird, long, creepy stories that I'm assuming your friend has to have, like, memorized or written down somewhere in order to, like, on a piece of paper in order to be able to, like, tell you the story while they're rubbing your temples. But they just pick one or the other. Like, they're not going to tell you which one they're going to pick. They're just going to start telling you one of these two that are, like, pre-written out for them. So then... Once the story's over, just stand up, lift your shirt up, and show your back. And if this worked, you'll have scratch marks all over your back. And why does this work? I have no freaking idea. I just know that there's some pissed off ghost cat going around scratching people for listening to some creepy story that their friend is telling them of, but... I don't know. Maybe they're pissed because you're telling them a story in which cats get hit by a car and die, even though they were lovely, cute little sweet, sweetie pies. So maybe that's why they're pissed. I'd know. be I'd be upset if somebody kept telling the story about me getting massacred yeah. on the road. Maybe they're like, oh, you think that's funny? Scratch, 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 scratch. Yeah. How's that funny now, bruh? I'd do it. Yeah, same. I don't blame this ghost cat whatsoever. It's it, He's probably also, like, sick of hearing the same two stories over and over. He probably comes over and he's like, oh, this one again? Jesus, add some spice, add some flavor. By this point, I'm just picturing this old, like, disgruntled, like, old man cat who's just like, God, all right, gotta go scare the kids again, puts down his newspaper and his coffee and just jumps <laughs> on over. It's newspaper and his coffee. Facts, yep. And for my last game, this one fucked me up. And there's also a movie on it which fucked me up. Okay, are you ready? Yes, have I seen this movie? I don't think. Well, I haven't watched it with you. I just found this on Amazon the other day. Oh, God. It fucked me up. All right. Everyone just take, like, breath and get ready for this one. My butt fell asleep. Oh, your butt up. We're good. Hey. All right. So here's my last one. And I need you to, like, listen and then... Tell me if it freaked you out as much as it freaks me out. Because okay. this one just like really messed with me. And I don't know if it's because I watched the movie first and then realized like, oh, this is like a real game people actually play. Okay. So again, like I said, this one's basically fucking terrifying. And literally just reading about this, I literally went and threw on an episode of The Simpsons just to get it out of my head for the moment. Because I was like, Oh, hell no. Like, what in... Okay. All right. Here we go. I can do this. So, so according to this website that I used, the background, uh, like the actual background to this story is a little bit iffy, but it's said that this is an old pagan ritual that was used to punish lawbreakers. And to be honest, like, 
it actually sounds worse than prison. So that that checks out. So all you really need is something to write with, piece of paper, a piece of a piece of paper, a piece I of. Know. Okay. <laughs> you need something to write with, a piece of paper, and a candle. Oh, and by the way, you also like you can't do this when anyone's home. Just the people who are like playing with you and know know the rules of the game. Just in case, and you'll see why. Okay. I really mean to do this to someone who didn't know this was going on. All right. What you'll do is you're going to write your full name on a piece of paper and place it in front of a wooden door. Now, in the movie and like on other sites, it also says you need to like prick your finger and drop like a drop of blood on the paper. I think that's part of it. So, okay, you write your full name on a piece of paper, so like first, middle, last. Um, you're gonna prick your finger and drop a piece of, like a, just a drop, a piece, a drop of blood onto it, and you're gonna place it in front of a wooden door. Then you're gonna light your candle and place it on top of the paper. Then just before midnight, you have to knock on the door 22 times in such a way that your last knock is gonna be at the stroke of midnight. So you might need like a timer or something too with you. Mm -hmm. That might make it easier. Then you're gonna blow out your candle, open up the door. Now, you have officially summoned Midnight Man. For the next three and a half hours, he is going to be hunting you down. Why would anyone do this? Yes, Why? His face was just like, what? For what? Like, what's the... Okay, I'll fucking let you finish here in just a second. But what... So far, it's just... the. No. What's the payoff? What's the benefit? This, what do you win? Doesn't this just freak you the fuck out? I know. Like, who? You win nothing. Your life. You would nothing. It's the it's the participation factor of just like, hey, I did it. Oh my gosh. I okay, there is another one too that's like a lit like somewhat similar to this, and you do get something in the end, but that one's another one for another episode. But this one, yeah, from what I could tell, you get nothing. It's just like a fun little game to play. Just kidding, it's not fun at all. So Invited to the midnight, you did your knocks, wrote your paper, stroke of midnight, open the door, you blow your candle, you open the door, midnight man is invited in, and he is going to hunt you down. Now, you have to walk around your completely dark house with your candle, so you're going to relight it after you've opened the door, and once you close it again, you're going to relight it. You're going to walk around your house, which is completely dark, your only light is going to be your candle. And you have to do this until 3.33 in the morning. Because that's when he leaves. Right? So, walk around your house. And you can't stay in one place. You can't just, like, hide in your bedroom with, like, your candle and just sit there and wait for 3.33. No, you have to walk around your house. Because you don't want him to find you. You have to keep on the move. Okay? You're walking around until 3.33, and you can't get caught. Or else. Dun, dun, dun. If your candle blows out on its own, that means that the midnight man is near, closing in on you. So you have to get that candle relit as soon as possible before he gets you. You did. You did as hell. Oh. If for whatever reason you can't get your candle relit, matches aren't working, they keep glowing out, it's not taking, like the wick isn't lighting, it's, anything is happening, you have to surround yourself in a circle of salt. So, if you can't do either of these in time, well, no one's actually around to tell you what happens. The only people around are the people who survived the game. So you said, <laughs> God, that's so much to, okay. 
here. I okay. love your facial expressions right now, Cass. So, okay. So you said this was an old pagan ritual mm -hmm. to punish people. Mm -hmm. So there's the cause of why there's the, there's the why mm -hmm. now you're walking or you're walking, moving mm -hmm. with a candle. Yes. It's going to go out. Yep. So he's just gonna, he's like, Hey, mm -hmm. sucks to live somewhere with air. <laughs> so it's like, okay. <laughs> so it's a punishment. And a, a very elaborate punishment or mm -hmm. a very extreme exercise routine for somebody with zero self-discipline. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because you are going to be bolting around your house for your life. Now, if you I don't should, do I either do of these in time. <laughs> I said I should do this. <laughs> please don't do this one Cass please for the love of God don't do this one <laughs> because if you can't get your candle relit and you can't put yourself in a circle of salt in time which by the way there is no like allotted amount of time it's just like how close of course is he not. how far is he how much time do you have no one knows just do it before you did so like I was saying before there is a movie called The Midnight Man it is effing terrifying. Now, in the movie, you get to see what happens if you don't light that candle in time. And let me tell you, baby girl, it ain't anything good because there was guts and gore all over the place. He is not nice. Aww. This man is not nice. Not quick. It's not easy. It's absolutely horrifying. So. In the movie, it also mentions that you're not allowed to leave the house. It's basically a death sentence. If you open the door and take one step out, he is instantly right there with you and you're done. You're donezo. Another thing that the movie explains that I also saw like in other sources and stuff, that the Midnight Man is a trickster and he doesn't like to lose. He's not going to make it easy for you. You're not just gonna keep walking all night with like a completely filled like grill lighter and just be like, ha 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 ha, I'm never gonna get caught. He's a trickster. And he will find ways to win the game any way he can, basically. So, um, for example, like if you, let's say you have your candle and you put yourself in a circle of salt and you're like, I'm just gonna sit right here for the rest of the time, like, off, dude. You can't because he's going to make you see things and hear things to trick you to lure you out of the circle or he'll cause things to happen that could break the circle. And if he's causing you to see something, then he's like, I don't know, like if I can come up with an example, like he like spills over a cup of, of coffee that was on your nightstand or something. And if you're like hyper-focused on whatever he's making you see in the like hallucinate essentially in, in the corner and you're not noticing that that like liquid is coming into your circle and the circle breaks even just like the tiniest bit he's gotcha um, um he can also make you see things like i don't know like if he puts one of your friends like just out of your reach who's calling out for you and asking for your help and you're inside the circle so you can't go get them He's gonna try to lure you out. He is not gonna like just let you sit around and, and win just like that. He's gonna try to get you. So all night, you've gotta keep moving. And you do not wanna come face to face with this guy. So even while you're in your circle of salt, let's say candle goes out, can't light it, can't light it, screw that, do the circle of salt. While you are there, you want to keep trying to light your candle. Because the circle of salt is not keeping him away from you. He just can't get to you in there. But he can still be around you and be very near you. So, and then this is when he's going to try to do all these little tricks to try to get lure you out of the circle. So, you want to keep lighting your candle. As soon as you light your candle, you're good to leave that circle of salt. And you continue. You want to get out the hell out of whatever room you're in that he's in right now. And you want to keep moving. Um, and yeah. That is the Midnight Game.
Can you have multiple circles of salt around the house? <laughs> like, like bases. Like, like a, um, like when you're playing tag and you have like a safety zone. <laughs> um, I would say you could try, but this guy sounds like a, like a dick. So it sounds like he'd probably go around and like mess up all your pre-made circles. Yeah, I'm like the whole time you were like telling me all these rules and stuff I'm like strategizing I'm like <laughs> yeah okay he's trying to like fuck with me but like I got it covered it's all good yeah um this one just like gives me the freaking heebie jeebies and I honestly recommend like no one no one play this game but if you're interested in it go watch watch the movie the movie's really good and it's really creepy I think it's just like on Amazon Prime or something and um yeah, it's it's just uh-uh. Mm-mm. It ain't for me. Not for me. In the movie you get to see like I said you get to see the actual deaths. So I think that part I was like oh crap. Like there's there there is really no way I'm playing this game and then after watching it finding out like this is an actual game people actually play and like report on. No. Uh-uh. No, thank you. In the movie, do you see the actual, like, midnight you see him? Yeah, you do. But he's, like, really dark because he's in the shadows a lot. It's like... Gotcha. I don't know. You don't, like, see him, like, very vividly every single time. For the most part, he's hiding in the shadows. Like the Duck or something? Just, like, the silhouette? Yeah. Oh, I love the Duck. Same. So the good. creepiest, the creepiest creatures of them all are the ones that are just like silhouettes, like hiding, in the and can just like show up. On I'm looking at the, you know, the coat rack that we had in the condo. <laughs> I have it next to my front door, and mm-hmm. I don't have the hat on it like we used yeah. to. But yeah. Oh gosh, Amazing. yeah, that one, and then um, what's that other movie? The one. That's not the Midnight Man, is he? It was kind of like a popular movie, and like the whole saying on it was like, "Don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it." Okay, hold on, I have to look this up because that is very similar to like Midnight Man. Um, hold on. Hmm. Don't think it, don't say it. Let's see. It's called The Bye Bye Man. Oh, I always see that one pop up. But I've yeah, never, I don't think I've actually looks like watched good. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one's got like a similar um, storyline to it. But that one is like, you don't want to think or say his name or that's when he comes. Whereas like the Midnight Man has like this allotted amount of time. It's a whole like ritual thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of what freaks me out about it the most is that it's like thought to possibly be like an old pagan ritual because we all know that the pagans were on some weird shit. And yeah, you don't fuck around with that. The spookiest of them all. Yeah. So if that's true, like I said, though, like it's kind of like the background on it is a little iffy. But if that's true, that it's like an old pagan ritual, that just like freaks me the hell out because and if that's how you're literally gonna punish somebody then i would assume like if they make it till the end they are free but like if they're doing this to punish them it's probably pretty unlikely that they're coming out intact hello there and thank you so much for listening up until this point pretty much the content of this episode and talking about different scary games That's wrapped up now. The remainder of this episode is going to be Steph and I just kind of hanging out and talking about a bunch of different things, going off on different tangents. And so if you would like to stick around and just kind of hang out with us, we would love to have you. But we totally understand if you want to click off of this episode and then we will see you in the next one. But here it'd be a fair warning to let you know uh, that, yeah. That, that, that we're pretty much done and we're just going to hang out now. So thank you so much and uh, hope you stick around. Bye. Oh, Cass.
Cass right. is looking around her room right now and she's freaking me out. Do you hear? Okay, I think it. Like I would, I seriously. So I'm sitting on the floor of my mm-hmm. living room right now, and um, I. What the fuck? Oh, maybe. Okay. I was like, I could feel like on the floor. I could hear like or feel knocking. Like. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I think it's either my neighbor next door. So I live in a like townhouse. So I share a wall with somebody and, or it's like one of the neighbor kids like playing basketball outside, but I could, it was like knocking. And then all of a sudden my house like settled. And so like the walls kind of like cracked and. Yeah. Wait, speaking of knocking. Okay. I just have a quick story (laughs) because this, Oh my God, this story. I'm so glad it just came into my, like I, I haven't thought of this in so long and it just like came into my, my memory and now I feel like I have to tell everyone. So when me and Cass were in college and we lived together. I knew it. Yeah. Like, like we just said, like we used to love scaring the shit out of each other <laughs> and just like watching a lot of scary movies and just being weirded out. So this was, um, this was our sophomore year because this is when we lived with two of our guy friends and I would literally oh, call them yeah. all the time. Yeah. Remember? Yes. <laughs> so I would literally call the, like Cass was in the basement and then we had like our like main floor and then we had the top floor and that's where like most of the bedrooms were. So that was my bedroom and our two other roommates bedrooms. Now, um, so I would always call them to like see what was going on so okay so basically there were probably like two weeks where i kept waking up a really light knocking and i am like a really like heavy sleeper in terms of like waking up to my alarm like it's sometimes it's really hard for me to wake up to my alarm if i don't like mess around with the the sounds because i get too used to one sound and then i won't wake up to it because I'm just like a night owl. So I will go to sleep late no matter what, whether I have to wake up early or not. And so um, on those nights that like I went to sleep late and woke up super early, it's really hard for me to get up. But somewhere in like my subconscious, I know I'm supposed to be up. So the lightest sound from like the world, not from my alarm, not specifically my alarm, but any other sound, like if somebody calls my name or if somebody knocks on my door, I'm going to instantly wake up. So... For like two weeks straight, maybe like three times each week. So a total of like six times in in two weeks, I was woken up at like seven in the morning, maybe like 6.37, just at the break of daylight. I like this soft, gentle knocking on my door. I'd wake up and be like, ah, or hello? There was no one there. Like no one would say anything. Now, mind you, we used to all have to leave our keys by the front door because we had two spots in the parking and in, in the parking garage. We had two spot, spots to park into the garage, or you could. We had two spots also on the driveway. So, but the problem was is that sometimes you know just like the way people came home or how we arrived at at night versus how we we're going to leave in the morning. Sometimes we needed to move cars, so all the keys needed to stay downstairs. So, but every once in a while, people forget, like, it's fine, no big deal. But I would wake up each time thinking someone needed my car keys. Wake up and no one. I'd open the door and I'd kind of look around and no one. I was like, oh, maybe like, whatever. Maybe I'm just hearing shit because I was just asleep. That was like the first and second time. After that, I was like, okay, somebody's knocking on the damn door. I'm not crazy, like... What is going on? So what I started doing was when I'd hear the knock and it'd wake me up, I'd just stay silent. I wouldn't say anything. And I'd wait to hear of somebody if it would knock again. It did. It kept knocking. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Right? Like I'm, I'm in a panic. I'm texting our group chat and I'm like, Hey, is anyone knocking on my door? Like, I think the boys are still asleep and Cass is like, no. And I'm like, okay, like I'm losing my mind or it's haunted, like something's going on, right? The very last time that I hear it knock, I do the same thing. I wake up, stay quiet, and then listen. 
this time, I actually had the balls to like go by the door just quietly and see if it will continue to knock as I approached the door, and it did. I realized the sound wasn't coming from my door. I started looking around my room. I walk into the bathroom. There's a bathroom inside my room. I walk into the bathroom. I, I don't really hear it. I go into my closet and I hear the knocking a little bit louder. I'm like, what the hell? Where is that coming from? Now, mind you, my room was like the master bedroom. So I had like a little mini balcony I could walk out to. And I walk out there for a second. <laughs> and there is a fucking woodpecker pecking at the side of the house and that is my knocking ghost and I was never so relieved and infuriated at the same time also like super excited because I've never seen a woodpecker before like that was cool but I was pissed at that woodpecker and I remember just like texting everyone and be like, guys, we're not haunted. We don't have a ghost. It's literally a fucking woodpecker. And that's why I'm the only one hearing it because it's on my side of the house. And oh my God, like my heart literally like sank to my ass and then like right back up in place. And I, I just laid back down and I kept hearing that woodpecker like for a while for I think like the rest of the spring semester. But then, like, coming back in fall, it was gone. But, yeah, for, like, months, I kept hearing it. And it would just be, like, a light knocking. And I just thought to myself, like, oh, my God. Imagine if I would have called, like, a ghost hunter show here. <laughs> and it would have been, like, you're a complete dumbass. This is literally a, wet, a, a woodpecker. It's right there. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I remember that day. Like, vividly, I remember that day of getting that text and, like, hey, guys. Because <laughs> it was the knocking ghost. And it went on for so long. And, like, Steph would ask us about it. And then I think at one point, Talon may have heard it, like, once or just did or yeah. something. And um, I think I pulled one of them in my room or something. And they were like, oh, we hear it. And we yeah. literally just kept saying, like, oh, it's the knocking ghost. <laughs> the knocking ghost. And it was, like, it was, it went on for so long. Mm -hmm. And I remember, yeah, I remember the text. Yeah, that was, um, I should just be, like, a paranormal investigator, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. I don't, I don't think I have, um, necessarily not the heart for it, but. I feel like if something actually happened and scared me, I think my heart would just stop. So I probably wouldn't be the best at going into the scariest places around the world. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I, I'm afraid of far too much. I am afraid of frogs and toads and snakes and centipedes and spiders oh. and fish and, <laughs> and fish. I am I'm terrified of fish I'm not afraid of fish unless they are larger than a fish that can fit in my fish tank so yeah I'm basically afraid yeah. of fish I'm just not they're afraid of they're scary fish. yeah they're creepy especially the ones with like sharp teeth Ooh. yeah oh catfish I'm just the ocean in general to be honest oh girl <laughs> oh girl I'm I I have ideas because yeah I so every time summer comes around so okay we're both water signs mm -hmm. and my entire like what what's it called the big three so your your sun moon and rising all mm -hmm. three of mine are water signs so <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with this, but I love the water mm -hmm. so much. But also, the older and older I get, the more and more afraid of the ocean I get. And every time summer rolls around, 
it's kind of that like shark week fever of like you learn about, you know, the monsters underwater and stuff. And so I like dive down these rabbit holes and you learn about like sea monsters and stuff. So I just, oh, I love it. It's like my favorite like subgenre of like creepypasta and like monster yeah. stories and stuff is like what's what's lurking under the water because like we don't know. We don't yeah. fucking know. That's what I think freaks me out about the ocean so much is that like, if you ever seen those pictures of, um, of that, like people will post on like, just like on Twitter or whatever. And it's literally mm -hmm. a picture of like, just the ocean, just like deep into the ocean. And there could be like no fish, no nothing, like nothing living in sight. It's just like vast darkness. And the other day, actually, I was watching Finding Nemo. And when Marlon is telling Nemo, like, get back over here when he's on the at the drop off, and he's like, Yeah, like, you better not touch that boat. And the little fish are like, He's got the butt. <laughs> <laughs> As Nemo was swimming out, I was like, Nemo, you're like super tiny, and that's just like vast nothingness. And holy crap, get back here. Your dad's right. Like, <laughs> come on back. And I just like found myself like even being freaked out by like the cartoon version of an ocean when yes. he sees the um the blue whales and they're mm -hmm. literally just like like just their silhouette like in a vast ocean and there's literally nothing else around this blue whale. I you was like, can't tell oh. like how far away they are. There's no like yes. depth perception. There's no frame of reference. It's just like you are out there and you can can make your best guess but you do not know what's around you you don't know how far away you are mm -hmm. from like the next landmark it is just nothing it is yeah. an abyss it is just a void of unbreathable chemicals yeah. ocean and that's ocean and space i those freak me out whenever i'm on tiktok and i see things about the ocean or about space I, I can't. And I think it's really cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love learning about it. It's two of my favorite things to learn about because I think it's yes. so awesome. I think we don't know, like, even a smidge of what is actually out there. Like, we think we do, but there's no chance. Like, we just don't know no. it about the ocean or about space. But then when I see it with my own eyes, that freaks me out because it, it's almost like a a feeling of like that feeling of being like a speck of dust in like a vast universe. You know, I feel that same way about the ocean. Like they're just like this little, like boop, like nothing in comparison mm -hmm. to this ocean that is literally covering our entire world. And like, if all those creatures just decided to breathe air, we'd be screwed. Like, Oh my God. Land sharks. Dude, oh my god, a land whale? The, isn't that a real, like, phobia? Like, the opposite of claustrophobia is, like, a fear of, like, vast spaces. So, like, if you yes. walk into, like, a, what is it, like, a big, like, air hangar or, um, like, a stadium or something and you're just, like, it's, like, this, like, kind of discombobulating, like, yeah. sense. So it's, like, the same feeling as claustrophobia, but it's in big space. Oh, it's That's called, what that is. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so I just actually looked it up. It's agoraphobia. Oh, isn't that the fear of going outside? Like, I thought that's what it was, too, but it's actually... Um, it says, is a condition where sufferers become anxious in unfamiliar environments or where they perceive they have little control. Maybe that, that sounds like it could be, like, specific. Or it says agoraphobia is a fear of being in situations where escape may, might be difficult or that help wouldn't be available if things go wrong. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I think I have agoraphobia. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry. One second. My mom's cut. Bye, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> no. Leave it in. Either way. I love my mom. <laughs> but, yeah. But, no, I agree with you because – I, I talk to people and they're like, oh my God, like space is so scary. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to know anything about it. And I'm the complete opposite. Exactly like you are is I'm terrified of the ocean. I'm terrified of space, but I am so fascinated by it. And I think it's because of our like 
affinity for like horror and being yeah. scared. It's yeah. that we like making ourselves uneasy. Yeah. And it's just it but it's also but we love science. Yeah. On this podcast, in this household, we love science. Science is mm-hmm. great. But but I feel like scientists, especially <laughs> the ones who Okay, mom. Sorry. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're good. Um especially the ones who, you know, the NASA people. Yeah. The space scientists. Mm-hmm. They we always think about things like, you know, is there extraterrestrial life? Why haven't yeah. we gotten contacted? You know, um, hate us. We're, we're, we're trying to, you know, catch radio signals and stuff. Why aren't we catching mm-hmm. radio signals? Are we alone? And there's always this frame of reference of familiarized ourselves with and the, and the necessities, whether it's, you know, like gravity and atmosphere and, and water and whatever, like we have, Thing, like, we need things in order to live. Other things yeah. don't need those things because there's also the – God, we're going off on a tangent. But there's also – there's also – we only know what percentage of matter are do we – have we discovered or have we said we've discovered, like, I don't know, let's say 10%. But 90% yeah. of the matter out there is considered dark matter. So what's to say that things yeah. need the same things that we need to live? They might need – everybody in the that. Milky Way galaxy might, you know, need the same things. But outside of that, no. Yeah. It's yeah. So so it's, it makes me chuckle because I'm like – we're we're trying to make these discoveries in our frame of reference, like, well, why aren't we mm-hmm. getting, you know, radio waves? Yeah. Maybe one, maybe civilizations out there have progressed past radio waves. Maybe they don't use radio waves. May- uh, like, I'm just like Maybe that's their like, you know, flip phone. <laughs> like yeah. it's just way way in the past. Yeah. It's their landline. Um, yeah, and I, I like how you mentioned that like me and you both kind of have that same like feeling of fear like we we kind of uh, we agree on that a lot about like what is scary and how scary makes us feel and i just want to give a quick shout out to um a podcast that i'm super obsessed with um it's called morbid and they're a true crime podcast but they do spooky episodes they're kind of like you know they they love the spooky stuff and all that so they'll do spooky episodes and one of their hosts um i believe it's their host alina um, has an episode that everyone should go listen to if they're really interested in like why people are scared and why people react. They have an episode called um, The Science of Fear. And it's one of their older ones. You're going to do a little scrolling. But um, she goes into like literally the way our brains work and what happens when we register fear. And it all really comes down to like fight or flight, right? And, but what happens when you're in like a very controlled environment in which you know what you're asking for is to ignite fear. And one of the things she mentions, which like, I'm not gonna go into everything that she says because she did like a whole lot of research for this. So I wanna make sure that like, you guys go listen to that episode and like, I'll just give you a little snippet. And if you get a little interested in it, go listen. You guys will love them, they're awesome. Um, But, she goes into the fact that like when you're in a controlled environment, like a movie theater, and you know you're going into that movie theater, you're gonna watch something scary, you're gonna be scared, and then you're gonna leave and it's gonna be done and over with, right? So, or like a haunted house or anything like that. Um, there is very literally like chemical reactions that are happening in your body that when fear strikes, you go into fight or flight, you're scared. You're, you know, all your automatic um, systems are going off then when you real like consciously realize that you are safe, there's nothing wrong, like you're good, another emotion has to replace that emotion of fear. And some people feel anger, and some people feel like delight, the way me and you do, Cass. And so she explains how like, that's why some people, like it jump scares, like piss them off. They're like, oh my God, that was so annoying. And then there's people like me and Cass who start hysterically laughing like a bunch of crazy people because we think it's just so funny that they got us. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, that scared the shit out of me. That was awesome, you know? And so she just really, she really dives into it and she gets like 
into a lot of details that are super cool, very sciencey, and like we said, we love science on this podcast. We science is clean, and so they have an awesome podcast. If you guys are into true crime and a little bit spooky here and there, you should go listen to them. They're awesome. That's morbid. Nala just woke up. Nala's my cat, and so she was um. playing with her catnip banana. And she started meowing. And so I had to mute myself so that <laughs> she wouldn't get picked up on the, uh, like, oh, no. oh, my God. I need to brush her so bad. That was that Midnight Man one. Yeah, man. Can I give you the heebie-jeebies? Because it's like I... I I hold a firm belief in a lot of pagan traditions. Like I, I do not doubt any anything that they've done in the past. Yeah. They were just, man, they were in tune with the spiritual world. And I think that's why I that's why I saved that one for last because I think it was the scariest one, the one that actually like really like freaked me out a little yeah. bit. And, anything um, anything that involves like some sort of kind of ritual, especially when it involves like intention setting, yeah. that to the listeners, don't be freaking reckless and don't play with things that you don't yeah. know anything about. Because what mm-hmm. I have learned from my pagan, Wiccan, whatever their practice is, friends. Mm-hmm. It just it even even if you don't believe in it, you might be messing with something that's gonna mess with you back and you didn't necessarily you're not prepared for it and you don't have control over it. And so I, these are games and they're you know usually rooted in just like fun and like mm-hmm. Steph said, those sleepovers. But just exactly like Steph said at the beginning, don't do it at home. Because you don't know what you're messing with. Exactly. And my thing is, too, is that, like, I think sometimes we forget that we are not the most, um, not the the extent of being, you know. I think um, it's it's a little, not necessarily, like, small-minded, because I just don't really like that word. But, like, it's a little... Um, egocentric to think that like we reach we are the highest reach you know and so sometimes that kind of thinking that way kind of gives us this sense of like control that we have control over what we do and what we can say start and we can say stop and things are that's how it works and that is not how it works that actually isn't how it works with people either like if a serial killer wants to put me in his trunk and I say stop I'm still going in the trunk he's gonna be like you thought bitch so the thing is, is that these games and all that, they're fun and, you know, they get to have these rules and, and whatnot, but rules are things people follow. Yeah. Not, not really things that everything in this, you know, vast universe maybe follows. And so sometimes I think about it and I'm like, okay, well, you, you know, if I'm playing the midnight game and my light goes out, what's to say, like turning it back on I think I did it in time the midnight midnight man thinks I didn't do it in time all right well who's right me probably not because I'm probably already dead like yeah mm, sucks for me so I don't know I just think you got to be careful because you're not in full control you know same thing I feel the same way about the Ouija board like I've never played that I don't even think I want to be in the same vicinity as one of those because yeah it might not work and yeah maybe it's just you know what they say about like you know you're not meaning to make a word but you're watching it move so you're kind of like pushing it to where it needs to go but you don't realize you're doing it so you know that that could be true and whatnot but it could also not be true and whatever is trying to talk to you doesn't necessarily have to be honest because it can see you but you can't see them all right so i think we are all done with our first episode I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I know we kind of got go on these tangents. That's just the way mine and Cass's um, very diverse 
neurological synapses fire in our heads. <laughs> but we'll we'll figure it out. And if you guys want to hear just us talk in circles and and run off down all these different paths, like let us know and we'll we'll keep it in here yeah or or if you're like hey could you guys shut up um i can edit it out or like make like bonus content episodes or something and just like upload those for anyone who just wants to feel like they're hanging out around people because i know i like doing that yeah, totally. Um, I think this is probably like how just knowing how me and Cass are, it's probably how it's going to go is that like all our content's going to come right off the bat rolling in the beginning. Yeah. And then we're going to kind of like veer away and just start to roll, start rolling with the punches towards the end, um, which I kind of like because I, I know that a lot of other podcasts format is to kind of chat in the beginning and then, you know, finish right when they're, you know, their content's done. But I've noticed that, like, a lot of other creators will sometimes say, you guys can skip ahead, like, if you don't want to hear this. And they kind of give you, like, a little chance to skip ahead. And I know quite a few people who do skip ahead on those parts. So I think it'll just be easier this way that if we just get the content out first, and then you can hear our random, <laughs> our rants that we go on after, um, you are welcome to stay if we entertain you with the way our brains work. But um, if not, you could always turn us off too. I I won't take it personal. Yeah, no, I I I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to stick around too and send us a Gmail, that would be wonderful. You guys can find us at um, Scary Stories to Tell on a Podcast at Gmail or you can send us a DM on Instagram at um, scary stories to tell on a podcast underscore. And those are all lowercase letters. Yeah. So let us know if you have thoughts on anything we talked about in this episode. If you have anything, any other topics that you would like us to cover in future episodes. If you have scary stories or um, other scary games that you've played at your sleepovers or anything just let us know cool. we'll we'll get this thing rolling and do some cool stuff with it yeah so, so i'm stoked until next time everyone bye everyone bye bye